our, for joining our second uh, Chabura. Um, I appreciate it. So today, tonight we're going to discuss the obligation of working on Amidos, how important it is as an introduction, which is, um, which is chapter one in the English Sefer. It's Ashkacha Pratis that we're working on our Midos now, of course, because we're holding now in the time of, of Svir Sa'imer. And it's a beautiful Klayakar. The Klayakar says that on Pesach, the second day of Pesach, the carbon Imer was brought, and that carbon was made out of barley. Barley is primarily an animal food, although we eat it in Chelant, but generally, actually, most barley is used for animals. However, on Shuas, we bring a different carbon, a shteyalachem, and that carbon is made out of wheat. And the Klayakar says beautifully, because our job from Pesach to Shuas is to go from animalistic to work on our midos and go to the wheat to go to, to go One to. Second. I'm gonna. And to go to go to work on our midos and and eat wheat to be to be uh, people, true people, and that's the switch switch the shift from the barley to the wheat from Pesach to Shuas, and as well we know we're mourning the Talmud of Rabbi Kiva that died during this time, and many explain why the Talmud of Rabbi Kiva specifically died during this time between Pesach and Shuas. Because in order for someone to be fit to accept the Torah, a person has to be a, a mensch. A person has to work on their midos, their character. A person who learns Torah and does not work and does not work on their character, they they are lacking. They are lacking from the Torah. It's not just they're lacking in their midos; they are lacking in the Torah. When Meishar Beno came down the mountain, he broke he broke the luchos. It could be it was broken into a million pieces. But let's say the luchos was broken just in half. The luchos would have still been broken. It still would not have been considered the luchos because both halves, you need the entire picture. One without the other is lacking in both. And the person that doesn't have the midos is not a vessel to accept the tire. And that's what Tamir Rekiva on their level, they didn't treat each other with enough honor, so they were not zeichet to be transmitters, to be recipients of the of the Torah. We we mentioned the klayakar that on the second day of Pesach, the carbon eimer is brought out of, of barley. The Gemara in Saita says that a woman who's a Saita, a woman who's suspect from her husband, suspects her. She brings a carbon mincha, she brings an offering, and that offering was made out of barley. And the Gemara, the Gemara says because she acted like an animal, she acted like an animal, therefore she brings a carbon of a behemoth, of an animal. What does it mean? What does it mean that she acted like an animal? Inappropriate, but it seems to be a little bit of a strange language to say that she acted like an animal, so therefore she brings a carbon of barley, the food, animal food. Perhaps what differentiates between a human being and an animal? The differentiates an animal and a human being is an animal just acts on instinct. 
It just acts on impulse, on desires, on whatever it wants. There is no stopping. There's no break between what it wants, naturally, its reaction, to what it's going to do. However, a human being has been gifted. Our gift that we have is that we have an ability not to respond just by what we're feeling, just by our instinct. We have a job to stop and to control and to work on ourselves. That we don't just respond immediately, our natural instinct, our natural feeling. We have that ability, that elevation of a human being to be able to control ourselves. The woman who is suspect, the woman who acts inappropriately, she followed her desires. That's what the Gemara means. It's, it's a Maisa Behima, because she's not acting with thought. She's acting without control. Our purpose in this world is to work on ourselves and develop ourselves. The, the Alter Navardic says a beautiful Vart. He says that when Maisha Rabbeinu came up to Har Sinai, so Moshe, Hashem, the Malachim were fighting. The angels said, why giving the Torah to human beings? The Torah is so holy. And the human beings, we know we have a lot of flaws. We are very petty and embarrassingly petty at times. And why, the Malachim said, why giving the Torah to, to, to the people? Keep it with us. So Moshe Rabbeinu said a few things. Moshe Rabbeinu said, well, Angels, do you have jealousy? Do you have hatred for one another? The Gemara says some other things too, but the way the Alter Navardic learns the Gemara in Shabbos, on Peitas Amaral, the way he learns the Gemara is that Maishu Rabbeinu is telling the Malachim, you do not have any character flaws. You do not have any challenges. And therefore the Torah is not meant for you because the Torah is meant to develop ourselves, to perfect ourselves. And that is the whole purpose of the Torah. So what would be the purpose then of giving the Torah, of keeping the Torah by you, angels? The purpose of the Torah is to perfect ourselves. It's a beautiful medrash in Shir Hashirim, which we understand based on this, that the medrash says that Hashem tells, Hashem tells Klal Yisrael, Hashem tells the Jewish people, be careful, don't hate each other, don't be jealous of each other, don't embarrass one another, because otherwise the angels are going to say, the Torah that you gave the Jewish people, they're not engaged, they're not learning Torah. They're not involving themselves in Torah. So Hashem begs, so to say, the Jewish people, be good to each other, work on your character, because otherwise the angels are going to say the Jews are not learning Torah. So two obvious questions. Number one is, what, are the, what is the angels' business that Hashem has to answer them? And number two, what are the, what are the angels going to say that the Jews are not learning Torah? What does that have to do with the... With the the midos, the character traits. Hashem says, be good to each other so the angels will not say, you're not studying Torah. And the answer is, like we saw from the Altar Navarnik, that the angels have a, have a claim to the Torah. The whole answer to the angels is, well, the Torah is meant to perfect a person. It's meant to develop ourselves, to perfect our character flaws. So Hashem says, the angel, Hashem says to the Jewish people, you better work on yourselves. So the angels are not going to bring back their claim why do, you give them the, why do you give them the Torah? And the angels are going to say they're not studying Torah because we see from this medrash that if a Jew is not working on their character, then even if they're learning Torah, even if they're physically studying Torah, it's not truly considered learning Torah. Learning Torah without working on ourselves, learning Torah without living the Torah, 
is not really called Torah. It's not called Torah. If somebody is a, if somebody knows a lot of knowledge of Torah, but doesn't have good character, they do not have Torah. Torah is not part of them. They have Torah as a subject. Maybe you have to stand up for them. I don't know. I don't know if it's for us to decide who to stand up for and not to stand up for if they know Torah. But that's not what Hashem in mind. They're not truly a Talmud Chacham. The Torah is supposed to change the person. The person has to work on themselves. The Pasuk says in Mishlei, Hachzik b'Musar al-Teref. Hold on to Musar. Do not let go. Nitzra'ah. Watch it. Guard it. Kihi chayacha. Because it is your life. And the Vilna Gon says on this Pasuk, that a person is created, and the language of the of the of the Vilna Gon in Hebrew is lishbar, is to break any mida he has not yet broken. When I was translating, working on translating this into English, this 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 Vilna Gon, I had a very hard time. The word lishbar is to break. So try to to write in English that a person's alive to break any mida he has not yet broken. It's hard. To, to use that word break. On the other hand, I wasn't sure. Maybe I have to stay loyal to the words, exact wording of the Vilna Gong. When I think of break, I think of break, I think of cracking something in half. It sounds like an a instant fix, an instant thing that one could do, that one could just break their mida. And therefore, it's very hard for me to use the term break when it comes to midos. There are some midos that a person can maybe break quickly. If a person has a fear of something, which is also midos related, people don't necessarily think of it that way. We have a chapter discussing gvura, discussing strength, courage. That's also a midah. If a person's scared of something, a person's scared to speak up, and a person goes against their nature, that I consider, that I would hear, is breaking breaking their midos. When it comes to the um, other things, let's say like anger, it's hard to think of the word break as the word. Uh, so therefore we, we use a different word. We use the word correct. But the language of the Vilna Gona is to break, is to break our midos. I don't think, at least for me, um, and what we're going to try to do together, is that it's not a pr so much a process of breaking but to me, it's more a process of chipping, of chipping away. But chip away at each, chip away each character trait. The person has an anger issue, which most people have. I've spoken to a few people that say they have no anger issues at all. They never get angry. But I've only heard that from two or three people, maybe my entire life. Um, a person has anger issue. You have to chip away at it. It's not something that you're just going to snap your fingers and everything is going to go away, which is why working on, on our midos is a lifelong process and also takes a lot of patience. It's not going to happen overnight. People will get you upset. People will get you angry. It's chipping away piece by piece here, little by little, chipping away. And eventually, I don't know, eventually a person will be perfect in every midah, but a person makes tremendous amount, amount of progress. And we, we work on ourselves to chip away, to, to perfect ourselves, to develop ourselves, that we, we have control. We're no longer just a mehima, just an animal who just acts, who just acts on, on impulse. 
there was a, when I was a child, there was some probably familiar, there was something called Incredible Hulk. Incredible Hulk, when he would get, when he would get angry, when he would get angry, he would turn green and turn into this giant monster, I don't know, ape-like, ape-like human, whatever you would call him. And uh, it's a very good mashal. It's a very good mashal to, uh, to anger and to, and to what happens inside of us. A person gets angry. The person becomes a different person. The person loses, person loses control. So our job is to gain, our job is to gain control. Our job is to work on ourselves. That through, through working on ourselves, through, through working on our midos, we, we gain control. We gain control over ourselves. We gain control. We stop. We can stop before we say something. And not only stop before we say something, we can even stop, or I don't know if I say stop, but focus on what we're thinking. As soon as we get angry, as soon as something happens, instead of just reacting like an animal, reacting on instinct, we're able to stop and process and think, what's going on? Is this the way I should be thinking? What could I do to calm myself down? How could I deal with this? Tremendous amount of stopping and reflection and self-talk for a person to work through. Most people, you know, I don't know if I should say most people, but many people, there is no stopping. There is no reflection. They just go on and on and on. You know, people think that when they get older, um, all of a sudden they're just going to mature. You know, you know, when I'm 50 years old, I'll mature. You know, 30, 40, 50, I'll mature when I get older. I won't, get, won't be petty. I won't get angry. I won't get jealous. There's no such thing. There's no such thing. It doesn't happen by itself. It takes it takes time, it takes work, it takes focus. You see, unfortunately, older people that get upset, you know, you're sitting in my seat in shul and, and they're not getting the honor that they, that they want. We don't lose pettiness with age. We don't lose pettiness with age. We only can lose pettiness with, with working on ourselves. You will find 15-year-olds, you'll find 18-year-olds, you'll find 21-year-olds, 25-year-olds, you'll find young people who are more developed in their thought process, more developed in their character than, than older people, than people that are 70, 80, 90. You know, what's very scary, uh, parenthetically, what's scary about old age, and you see that sometimes, is a person's older, a person gets to a certain point, gets older, they don't always realize, they st- either they stop caring or they stop realizing how they're appearing. You see sometimes the older person gets upset over little things in public, because they don't understand how they're looking to somebody else. Because as long as the midos is a show, but inside we're very petty. So unfortunately, when a person gets older, they regress to, what, to when they're still children and a lot of things slip out. A lot of things come out. Who they are, what they're really thinking, what they're really feeling could come out and it's not always pretty. But a person who spends their life working on themselves, developing themselves, so even when they're older, and even when they're not putting on a show, who they are is a nicer person, who they are is a kinder person, who they are is a less petty uh, of a person. So that's, that's the, um, just to recap that the Vilna Gain says, if we want to know why we're doing this, before we go into the Midos, we're doing this because the Vilna Gain says that this is the purpose, the Vilna Gain, 
says the purpose of a person's life is to work on their midos, and if he doesn't work on his midos, what purpose is there to his life? We saw the words of the Alter Nevarnik, that the reason why Hashem gave us the Torah is to, is to perfect our midos. We saw the Medrash and Shir Ashir, that Hashem tells the Malachim, that if tells us, I'm sorry, that if we're not working on ourselves, then the Malachim are going to say that we're not involving ourselves in Torah, because a person who doesn't work on their midos does not have does not have Torah does not have Torah either. So it's an appropriate time now as we're heading to Shuas to to engage in this process of working on our midos. If anyone if anyone has any questions, the um, I know I should have didn't give you a specific topic tonight. Um, but if anyone has any questions, feel free. I'll hang on for uh, I'll hang on for uh, two three minutes. If anyone has any questions, or if there are questions from last week that I did not see. Uh, in general, if you put up a question and I um, and I don't get to it, you could also e- email me the question, castingbound4 um, at at gmail.com. I will try uh, to answer. Let me uh, okay. Okay, so question about the woman who's a sota, does she bring the carbon if she's accused falsely or only she actually committed the sin? I think she brings the carbon, um, bef- I think if I remember correctly, she brings the carbon before she drinks. So even before it's determined um, whether she's innocent or guilty, she still brings the carbon. And even if, and even if, um, and even if, even if she's innocent that she didn't actually, she wasn't actually with the man, but she, there was some guilt because she was alone with the man which was, uh, was, was inappropriate. Um, okay, write the Pasek. I can't put it up right now, but... Um, um, okay, when should we stop and process and reflect? Is that something that we should do in the moment of feeling angry, or should we try to work on Amidos at a random point in time? That's a very good question. It's a very good question. We're going to discuss it more going forward, um, but the answer is, is both. The answer is what we, what we do together is 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 work is talking about midos and that's focusing not at the moment so there's that avoda which is important and i think and another another avoda which is equally or more important is is at the moment um to process now sometimes we can't do it at the very moment and sometimes we just at that moment just all the midos that we learned goes out the window but if a few minutes if you know later in the day if we could actually think back about what happened and think about where we went wrong and where we could do better, that is very, very powerful. If we're not paying attention as things happen or, you know, as our life moves on, then just learning together is, is you know, learning svarim is, has no, it does not really have much value. The whole purpose of learning together is to keep it at the forefront of our mind and also give us some ideas, some tools, some techniques to, to, to work on itself. So um, how does one improve their mitos with anger? That's a long discussion. Thank you for putting up the Pasuk. Um, I think it's al-taref. It's a pay. Hachsik b'masar al-taref. So let's say it's the end of pay as opposed to a end of tzadi. Um, how does the as the Rav suggests, people are perfectionists to fix that midah. What lack is that? That's a very good question. 
And this is uh, this is something important to talk about. You know, can't speak about it very long now. But perfectionism is not is not healthy. Obviously, uh, we are all striving to be perfect. Um, we all want shlemus, but perfectionists are people that you know need it right away, need it now, and need it in in every area, um, usually. So, where does perfectionism come from? The simple answer, although it's oversimplified, um, perfectionism comes very often from low self-esteem and also a false sense of, of value. I only value myself if, I only value myself if I do it perfect. I mean, if we got that out of our heads, um, we would be great, we'd be fine. So perfectionists believe it's built in their head. It could be from their parents, you know, I don't want to blame all the parents here, but a parent that says, how come you only got a 96, you didn't get a 100? So it's, a person could build in their head, in their psych, that if I don't get a perfect, it's a big problem. And then it's a problem with me, and I'm a problem if I don't get a perfect. So it's very dangerous, very unhealthy. And something we need to work on is it's okay if we're not perfect. Um, nobody's perfect. And um, accepting ourselves and developing self-esteem is, is also a big part of, of working on our our meetos. What could one do if they feel a certain meetos is a show and a person doesn't feel they've internalized it? Um, so keep on keep on putting on a show. It's an important idea. A person should keep on putting on a show, um, but but nonetheless, uh, we want to at the same time try to internalize it. How do we internalize it? I mean, obviously every meet is different, but it's to try to really think about it for real. So let's say, you know, being happy for someone else. Um, people often put on a show, I'm so happy for you, it's so nice. And inside they're, they're jealous and they're not happy, um, which is normal. Um, so they should continue putting on a show. They shouldn't say, oh, I'm so upset that, you know, you got engaged and I'm so upset this good thing happened to you because I'm jealous of you. No, you shouldn't tell them that. But inside, we have to try to find ways to work on that, whether it's, you know, focusing on the gifts that we have, focusing on Amun and Hashem. There's a lot, there's a lot there um, to be happy for someone else. That is a very, very hard thing. But, but um, we, we keep on putting on a show, generally speaking, keep on putting on a show until, until you've gotten there. I don't say fake until you make it. Fake it till you make it implies that if you keep on faking it, you'll eventually get there. That is not true. There are people that fake it their whole life. They're, they're often caught from time to time. Um, but, but it's not fake it until you make it. It's fake it. Um, fake it. Well, it depends on what you mean, fake it until you make it. But fake it. And at the same time you're faking it, um, you know, work on it that you, that you actually make it. But it's not going to come by faking it, you know. So, um, uh, let's take one more question, although they're all good questions. Is it better, is it better to work in a bunch of midos at, at once or work at one at a time? It's a really, it's a, it's a very good question. Um, I think, I think it, I think it depends. Um, it depends. Great answer. Uh, it, it's, it's probably, it's probably advantageous advantageous to take to take one mida and to to work on it um, learn about it focus on it it probably has a big advantage um, but being being honest being honest for myself that's not you know again 
I guess it hasn't worked so well, so it's not a good raya. But for myself, I really didn't follow that, so, that approach of taking one midah and working on it. For me personally, just to be honest, I really kind of just, you know, you know, again, I, I listened to, I would listen to my Rebbe's master, I would learn, learn Svarim, but it wasn't so much about focusing about one midah at a time, it was, it was more generally just being on the lookout, being on the alert for, for midah's issues and as things come up to try to figure them out. Um, but I think if you find that there's one midah that you want to work on or feel sticks out, and it's certainly a good idea to, to learn about that topic and to focus on that topic for a few weeks or even a few months. Um, but both, both are also good. You know, whatever works, whatever works best for, for you. Um, so um, I thank everybody for, uh, for joining. And Bez uh, Hashem, we will continue um, next week on Monday night. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Good night. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.